Hello everyone, today I'm here with, how do I pronounce your name? Is it Helen Bergeau? Or... Yes. It is? Correct. Yeah, you're originally yeah. from, from France, so you know, the accent is, uh, is a, little bit, a little bit hard for me to pronounce. Um, people who got to Magic recently might not know you, but anyone who was like a pro player a couple years back knows who you are. You were a director of organized play for Magic. Um, how long are you actually not doing that? I don't remember exactly. Is it like two years or something? Sorry, how how long I've been in the position? No, how long are you not in the position? Oh, uh, um, oh my gosh, it's a long time ago now, like four years ago, something. Oh, really? The time really flies. Yes. Yeah, wow. the time flies. But you know, I think that we also just like can kind of blurred twenty twenty just doesn't count. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> maybe it's only three years. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's only three years. Um, so you know, uh, before we get into that, uh, I would like to ask about what you're doing the past four years. Uh, I asked you a little bit on Twitter. You told me that you're like uh, working in marketing for one of the toy companies. Uh, is yes. This, is that is that right? Can you maybe like talk about it a little bit? Like what kind of a uh, toys is it? Like what are you doing? Just like anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> so just like yeah, I mo I moved to uh, South Florida. Mm -hmm. Just like you know, exactly the opposite of the country compared to uh, being in Seattle. And I joined a local toy company, just like uh, which is called Jazzwares. And Jazzwares is just like um, I really like the energy that we're having. Just like what I felt, it reminded me at the times where I joined uh, Wizard of the Coast. You know, young, just like with this um, feel of the young company where you think that everything is possible. And so the toys that we're doing, it's a lot of licensed toys. So as an example, we go from preschool. I don't know if you know about Coco Melon, just like the rhymes just like um, um, very cute rhymes, just like um, uh, until just like the more age up uh, brands such as like you no know, number of them are inspired by games. So we have um, license on just like Fortnite toys, Roblox, Pokemon, uh, just like a bunch of brands like that. We have a total of um, 30 brands at the moment. And the one which is like the best known, I think it's probably Squishmallow. So I don't know if you are a part of the Squishmallow squad. No, I, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a complete craze. These are plush and just like they are just like, you know, from small, just like to gigantic, mm -hmm. you know. And in the time of pandemic, especially people just like, you know, felt the need to reconnect on one another. So Squishmallow is everywhere. If you just like, um, you know, make a Google search, you will see just like it's, it's crazy. Wow. So yeah, that's uh, what, what I'm doing here. So just like it's a little bit reconnecting with my roots because I had started working just like in, um, in, on toys before moving to games. And um, you know, I'm, I'm in charge of international marketing, which is also uh, really a, a passion for me because I love the idea about working with um, uh, you know, just like countries all over the world. You know, except that right now it's like, <laughs> it's virtual. So <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to be back in the world where we can actually travel to visit our customers. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that you're making uh, Pokemon uh, toys as well, right? Did I understand correctly? Yeah, well, we have a toy line on, on, on Pokemon, yes, and it's uh, so it's so super cool because actually I had worked on the um, Pokemon trading card game. Oh, really? Well, so, yes, yeah. Uh, before Pokemon just like uh, took it back, uh, we had the license for a few years. So And Pokemon, it's an amazing brand, just like, you know, 25 years this year. So just mm -hmm. like 
you know, it resonates with everybody. There's <laughs> like there is no way nobody cannot know. How, 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 how does it work with it? Do you, does the company need to have like a license to be able to make toys from Pokemon or like not not anyone can do Pokemon toys, right? Or is that not correct? It's just like uh, we have, and it's um it's even more complex because big licensors such as like the Pokemon company, they work normally just like the license for certain type of products. Mm-hmm. So as an example, you might have the master toy, we are the master toy for Pokemon, but for Fortnite, if I take the example of Fortnite, we are several just like uh, licensees and some of us work on a certain size of figures, some of us work on different size. So it's it's very just like that. The world of licenses is very, very interesting. Yeah, I'm curious about that. So, so when you want to make a toy from a certain brand, you just need to pay for the license and then you can do whatever you want or do you still have to pay them from what you sell or how does that work? Oh, it's um, uh, so it depends on um, um, each licensor has been their own, you know. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. Basically, the, the way it works is that just like, uh, of course, just like you know, it's um, it's um, it's about having defined the uh, the framework of the license, and then afterwards, once you start developing the toys, of course, every single step has to be approved by the licensor. So, as an example, if I just like look at Roblox. Just like because I don't know if you're familiar with Roblox, but there are just like <laughs> millions of things on the platform. Mm-hmm. It's it's an amazing platform, by the way, especially since you are a creator on one of you. Just like it's it's amazing because all the games are just like being created by the community. Mm-hmm. And so, but we would have the license only on on games that are just being picked by the licensor. And then you know, once we pick the the game, they will tell us, okay, just like we're going to just like focus on this type of characters. Just like because you know they have the knowledge of their brands, of their respective brands. So it's always a discussion with uh, the licensors so that we uh, identify what is like the best mix of products based on just like you know what we are just like having the, the right to develop. I see that makes sense. Yeah, I never talked to anyone who knows anything about licenses. I mean, what you're saying makes sense, but I, I wouldn't know if you didn't tell me. So, you know, I, I'm happy I know now. Well, you just like at least know <laughs> I was useful for something today. <laughs> at least I know what license is, I suppose. It's not that bad. Um, so uh, another thing that you told me uh, on Twitter is that you're in a fitness kickboxing. Um, are you just like fighting people in a ring or how does that work out? Well, it's it's why I call that fitness kickboxing because um, I I, tr- I started actually uh, practicing Muay Thai kickboxing in Seattle. Um, we were having a gym at the, the office that was super cool and um, uh, a, a kickboxing class. And I was saying, oh, that looks cool. And this is actually the real kickboxing where you just like um, you have a partner. And then you know, I know I went to the dojo of um, um, uh, just like the, um, our trainer, and you know eventually just like you start sparring, doing all these things. And when I moved here. I couldn't find uh, just like the equivalent, not in a close neighborhood. So I opted for fitness kickboxing, which means that you are you are just like training on um uh, you know just like on kick, uh, on objects. But oh, it's still okay. Yeah, you can apply the technique that uh, you know just like um, I had developed, just like I had learned uh, for all the years that I did, did actual uh, Muay Thai kickboxing, and it's very it's very good workout. I just like it's really relaxing, just like. I, I really love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> things, it's it's fun. <laughs> so you you haven't actually fought anyone ever, right? Um, I only a sparring. Oh, okay. 
So you so you so you did fight 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 someone, right? Because from for, from yeah. what you said, you just said that you're like training on these like objects, and that's why it's like a fitness kickboxing. So like that would I would assume that you're not fighting other people, but you like did it for fun or? Yeah, oh yeah, just like I I always did it for fun, but just like it's um, it's where you 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 realize that the training is one one thing, but it's so super interesting just like to put it in in action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you don't know the next move of your opponent. And just like, and you have always to adjust, and then just like, that's why you know when you spar, you make rounds of three minutes, and these were the six out. My gosh, it's really long three minutes. <laughs> did you did you win? Did you win? A couple of times, but just like it, it really depends. Sometimes just because also, um, I have something which is an advantage, and sometimes and I'm, um, I'm left-handed, oh. so yeah, most people just like they are not really used yeah. to have people in front of them. So I, I just like, but I always have right-handed people. So just like, say, hmm, I know how to counter that. Mm-hmm. And then just, we don't see it coming because say, oh, you're just like, I'm just like going to throw you just like a cross and just when we expect a jab. So it's, 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 it's interesting. Yeah, being left-handed is probably really good in sports in general. I like, I, I used to play tennis and I know that anytime I played against someone who was left-handed, it was just like, you know, so awkward because I wasn't used to him, you know, having the hands backward. So yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about uh, magic a little bit. Actually, 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 before we go to magic, you, you mentioned that like you, your roots are actually toys. So like before you actually started with magic, you you were like working for like a toy company, and then you started with magic, or how did that work out? Yes, yeah, just like I'm, I started working for a toy company because I was just like thinking that you know toys was you know really interesting, fun to work on. You know, just like way more engaging for me than working on toothpaste or equivalent. And um, when I was in that uh, toy company, uh, we were also doing games. So I moved also to out of the games where just like the board games. And at the time where we, we were just like, actually just like uh, testing a number of games and we did t- test magic. And oh. I was so, yeah, these are how I, I started learning. I, I learned how to play magic. And I had never seen something like that. And I was just like, I was following the game. I was just like saying, this game is just like, it's just like, it, it, it was just like so new, so innovative, and just like full of possibilities that then afterwards, when I found out that just like there was some opportunities with Wizard of the Coast, I jumped on that. Mm-hmm. Especially because I was, uh, when I was in interviewing, I was saying, and you know, I know how to play magic. People who really can't miss it, what? You know how to play magic? Yeah, I wanted to ask about that at some point, whether I can actually play or not. So now I know. <laughs> yeah, and I was expecting the question because everybody's just like, it's, it's, but it's normal. I, I get it, but just like, um, but yeah, not knowing how to play magic would have been made my job miserable, just like, because it's all about understanding, yeah. you know, just uh, what it entails, because that helps you understand also just like the players, what motivates them, and just like uh, why they're passionate about the game. So yeah, that's that's really the reason why I joined actually mm-hmm. because I was thinking it was a fabulous game. So at the beginning, that was still in France, right? You're or originally from France. So even when you started mm-hmm. working for Wizards, that was in France originally, or uh, was it in a different? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I was living in France, and uh, Wizard of the Coast was opening a French office, so very small team. Um, where we were just like, you know, uh, we were, we had to build everything. So that was um, fascinating because at the time, just like, um, just like not a lot of people could understand magic. So it was all about 
trying to, um, you know, uh, explain to our just our corporate partners what uh, magic was about and why just like connecting with the local community because there was already like people playing magic at the time mm -hmm. this is in like 90s or is it, I, I don't know how long you actually worked for wizards total but i think it was like a long time right yes it was the late 90s okay correct mm -hmm. i actually uh look on google a little bit and it says that uh you started in France, but then you like moved to Brussels or something like that. Is that correct, or is is that? Yes, is that... <laughs> yeah, this is correct. Um, because so just like um, at the time, just like the um, European headquarter was based actually in, not not even in Brussels. We moved like, towards in Brussels, but in uh, Antwerp, and I was offered a, a European position in um, just like in the Antwerp office. So just like yes, I moved to Belgium, which was very. Uh, interesting. I'm sorry. What kind of a position was it? Or maybe you said it. Uh, Europe, I think it was uh, European marketing. Something okay, like that. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, so you, and, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So just like it's, um, uh, it was European marketing, but it was really when I was um, working at that European uh, headquarters that I started actually getting more involved with um, our tournaments, understanding just like, you know, just like the structure and working with my uh, colleague in OP organized play sorry for people <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so just like that's where i started a little bit um specializing in uh, just like in that area mm -hmm. so uh, how, how long you stayed stayed in belgium um i i don't know just like maybe four or five years mm -hmm. was it like a big deal for you to move to a different country or were you excited to go like it's not easy like i personally lived in a different country for like one year and you know it was like a very hard decision for me to do was that a, that an issue for you or like did you think about that at all mm, well just like um i have to just like um if i have to say that i always wanted to just like to um discover the world and the best way just like to discover the world is really to live in another country mm -hmm. because you have a different perspective on a lot of things and you know just like um on yourself on just like what you are taking for granted you just like it's really just like very very fascinating mm -hmm. and belgium it feels like very close from france but culturally speaking that was really a huge difference so i learned a lot at that time but i was ready to just like but it was not my end point um, uh, Belgium it was just like a springboard to go somewhere else so when I was offered the opportunity to move to the US I jumped on it because just like for me that was like say, oh my gosh it's like you know when you are just like coming from a local office and then you're eventually offered a position in the headquarters that's kind of recognition and just like plus Seattle just like that I didn't really like when I first uh, mm. uh, was traveling there I like you know just I got really fond of um, uh, Seattle so um, it was really just like, of course, it was difficult, as you were saying, there are many things that say, well, I didn't know that all these things were <laughs> so different and, and you don't have a guide, you don't, you have to figure out by yourself, but just like, again, different perspective and it made me also fall in love again with um, um, just like Paris, a, a city like Paris. When I was li living in Paris, I was saying, oh, I'm so tired of Paris, it's always a traffic and people are rude and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, you know, about you know people complain all the time about everything and then you know when, when you look from the outside you say yes these things are still true but now i can enjoy just like you know going back to paris for a couple of days and i'm going to spend three hours at a cafe just like sipping my espresso 
and watching people and nobody's going to tell me anything <laughs> yeah so as an example yeah it's it's true like when you're when you're in your own country you just like assume that the things that are there you just take them for granted and you just look for the bad things but when you actually go outside you kind of realize you can like appreciate stuff that you didn't appreciate before yeah it's exactly it's exactly how i feel about moving and so just like and moving from seattle to um, uh, florida was kind of it's not the same country either and so every every time you have these adjustments but it's always good just like not to give up and say okay just like it's really about just like being resilient and figure out just like what is different and start enjoying actually the, the new things because as an example i love just like when i was in seattle in the winter i would just like um on a very uh, when it, just a regular basis just like go skiing you know not very exciting ski slopes not as in the Alps and whatsoever, but it was fun. Of course, here no ski, but just like hey, I can go, but over outdoor things. So yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting that you're saying that because you know people in Europe who never go went to states, they just kind of assume that like America is just like one big country and it's all the same. But as you're saying, like it's like different states and it's just very very different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and and um, um, just like. The mentality is different. The culture is different. Here, most of the time, when I walk around, people start to speak to me in Spanish because of my looks. They assume that I speak Spanish and say, "I'm sorry." <laughs> That's kind of rude. <laughs> and they don't. Well, just like I felt like I'm sorry. I really don't speak Spanish. Yeah. So uh, when you moved to states, you immediately uh, got the position of the director of organized play, or did it take still take some time even after you went uh, there? To it took a, f a few years because I was um, um, I was working on um, more uh, just like more like marketing of organized play. Um, then there was a free work, some a uh, bunch of movements around in the company, just like you know, as every single company, just like um, in some organization. And eventually, just like I, I just like I took charge of uh, organized play, which was really super exciting because just like you know. Uh, there was so much to do just in terms of reinventing just like the tournament structure, just like how to connect things with stores or all these different type of projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that, you know, anytime uh, you were like kind of like, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but we, we pros kind of thought that you're like on our side. Anytime we had like a problem or we didn't like it, you were like the person that everyone went to. So I don't know. I thought it's kind of, it was, uh, it was awesome. We were all said that you're not like doing that anymore, but I'm sorry. I'm saying that we were like all said that you like stopped doing that because we all all felt that you like really thought about our players. Like you just mm -hmm. wanted to do the best for us. So you know, it just sucks that. Oh, I, I'm glad that just like it's that's the way I came across because just like you know, if you build programs that that people who are just like the most passionate about, just like who are just like your your core audience, they don't like it's pointless. Just like you cannot force a system on on on. on on just like on, on people who are just like you're actively engaging the game so just like all the just like you know um of, of that position was really understanding just like the really what was like um, um motivating people just like to uh, to, uh, to to just like um to play and just like um how they would make fun and just like and of course sometimes you have conflicting priorities because you know not everybody has the same yeah. goal with magic uh, so just like there are people who say, yeah, I'm all for that, just like, and uh, just like, and some of you say, no, I, I'm more interested in that type of experience. 
So having the chance actually to get actual feedback, it's it's a blessing because you know in so many instances you just don't know what your consumers want. You just won't know what they don't want, and you can already learn from what they don't they don't like. But you know, trying just like to have that more just like a laser vision about saying, okay, we have you know just like X number of groups of players. This one just like you know. They will like this type of experience for this one just like it's more something that is going to be more tailored to them it's really just like um um it was really has been always very fascinating and uh yeah just like of course just like to hear what people don't like it's, it's tiring but just like it helps you uh, to keep on refining the way you are approaching programs and you know to be very nimble because just like you cannot have just like uh, take the luxury of wait one year if something just like is not working, you need to constantly reevaluate, reassess, and just like and, and make sure that you are just like you are you are bringing some improvements. Mm-hmm. And I have that some very good ideas really were coming from the community. So this is why listening was super interesting because. Um, can you can you name a can you name an example of like a decision that you did based on the community? Um, there are there are a few, but just like um. I will just like um, uh, give a couple couple of examples. So, first off, just like we had um, the we were struggling with um, with PTQs because you know at the time where PTQs were starting being monsters, and it was really a bad experience for everybody. Just like something that was not sustainable, and I was just like just like having coffee with just like um, a magic player just because I was in a layover in San Francisco, and he told me just like that's it. But you, you realize that you have to completely reform that system. And some, somewhere, just like I knew it, but to hear that from somebody else made it crystal clear. So when I came back to the office, I say, you know, just like he's right. We really need to reform. We have to just like put everything on the table, try just like to reconstruct it very differently. That's an example. The, um, the other example is about words because you know you remember you might remember that for a while we didn't have a real words uh, tournament mm-hmm. um, and um, because you know just like when we I remember just like when the the, the word structure there was just like you know it was on top of just like the, um, there was a team thing but that was weird and just like and people were not having all the motivation of actually being in the team, they were just uh, qualified by default because they were yeah. top players in the country. So it was not a good system. So we went for something very different with what we call words, but that's a super small tournament. And we kept on hearing, yeah, but we miss just like the fact that, you know, we can see our, our country being represented. We can see just like, you know, we feel that energy about saying, even if our small country root for our players, and that's how we came up with the, the idea of the World, uh, World Magic Cup to bring back just like that energy, just like about just like, um, you know, even small countries saying, oh my gosh, I just like I can have just like, you know, three, four players just like, um, you know, going on the big scene and just like on the big stage and just like fighting for us and everybody had home in rooting. That was really amazing. And that program, of course, just like as if every program had some flows, had some challenges, so um, we kept on tweaking it, but that's another example that I can give. Mm-hmm. Was it maybe hard for you sometimes that, you know, you, you went to all these pro tours and you obviously were interacting with pros, but obviously pros wants what, what's best for the pros, but maybe not, not what's necessarily good for the game in general. Was it like maybe 
hard for you because you just were under so much pressure from these like high profile players but they just like maybe were telling you well this sucks for me but maybe you just like couldn't really do anything about it because it was bad overall like was that was that like hard um this is correct this is where it's like you know what i was uh, hinting at when talking about uh conflicting priorities yeah yeah it's it's sometimes very difficult to have uh, you know something uh, given program that is going to please all but the good thing is that what I learned is that when you give some uh, background, just like that also, that really helps because, you know, and when, just like that's why just like we were having this regular uh, communication, not always just like, you know, perfect, obviously, but trying to give some some context about saying this is what we're trying to accomplish. Because just like if you just throw a program and say, oh, and, you know, um, assume that everybody will get what you are trying to accomplish most of the time you are going to be off because mm -hmm. first when you receive that information you are going to read it with your own lens about what it does interest you but if just like in the, um, the explanation just like say oh we're doing this because we want we to make sure that you know as an example if i take the example of the world magic cup um we, we have programs for smaller countries. People say, okay, I get it. Not necessarily for me, but I do understand what you are doing. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. That makes sense. It, 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 from, from what you're saying, it seems that like you were really passionate about the job. Uh, like, why did, why did you stop? Like, did you just like, is, is it, was it too much stress to go on or why did you stop doing that? Well, just like there's a, um, um, there are a bunch of reasons. Um, we just like, you know, I, I'm all just like, you know, I'm, I'm passionate currently about my current job. I, I, I do things with passion all the time because just like otherwise when you lose your passion, I think that you have to, to move on. But just like even with, with that in mind, I always felt that just like um certain point of time, I would have to do something else just like to get uh, out of my zone of comfort and just like to take, you know, different dimension on what I was doing for my personal development. So, but every single year there was something new. So I was saying, oh, just like, you know, I, and then, but we, we, I reached a certain point of time breaking point because we done um, too many conflicting priorities that we had to um, accomplish, just like, especially with the, just like uh, the push of, you know, trying to um, uh, become a digital company that was just like, you know, creating some many things. I say, this, I'm not quite sure that I can manage to do that. Um, so just like, and some, you know, um, so that was when some part of the time say hmm, maybe it's just like time to uh, to move on and yeah it, it was it was also just like very taxing as you were mentioning because uh when you when you are in charge of events it never stops my phone was never on silence because we had all this escalation tree in case something would happen um and just like and with grand prix happening almost every weekend just like i, I don't know how many incidents we had but just like I can tell you that my phone was, was really silent. Wow. Uh, all right. I think I've asked uh, most things that I wanted to ask about. Thanks for your time today. It was awesome. Thanks for the opportunity. And yeah. And yeah. Uh, if you guys watching the video like the video, please click on like and subscribe button. And uh, see you somewhere sometime, maybe. Um, okay. That's good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.